Today, I'm going to talk about why speech is tantamount to violence and why I absolutely must be stopped at all costs. Also, I'm going to pay respect to somebody who I feel is the voice of clarity that our culture desperately needs more of, like yesterday. And I'm going to discuss the bottom line of my decision to cross-dress, what I've gained and what I've lost and what I've learned from it. All this and more on the Chico Demanwell Show. Let's get it. people welcome to the chico demanwell show as usual i'm your host chico got a good show today um just as a heads up for this opening segment i'm gonna be eating reese's sticks throughout uh, i just don't give a fuck and i'm hungry for some sweet shit but um i like to look at all the time i have nowadays to do things like this like make podcasts and um watch the things i watch on youtube and develop my mind and one of the reasons that I'm able to do that is because I made a decision a while back to give up two things, two specific things. Two things that I think giving up has not detrimented my life at all. Well, it may, may, maybe it has, but in a very, very minor way. Like, I absolutely lost nothing by giving these things up. And these two things... I no longer go to nightclubs, like rave scenes, all that shit. I don't do that anymore. It's fucking stupid. And I no longer play video games. When I say video games, I mean any kind of game, whether it be Xbox, PlayStation, mobile games. Done. I look back on it. There was this one game, you probably heard of it. I used to play a lot. It's called Rocket League. And one cool feature that Rocket League has is it tracks how many hours you spent in-game, how much time. And it measures it in terms of months, days, hours, minutes, seconds. So I had about, what, maybe 22 days of in-game time. So just to put that in perspective, that's 22 24-hour periods. 
and not just like having the game running, like actually playing, actually being engaged in the game. 22 hours. Now, I mean, if you do the math, that's like 500, 550, 560-ish. Like, I'm not going to break away to do that math right now, but that's a long fucking time. Imagine what the fuck you could do with 22 consecutive 24-hour periods. And that was just Rocket League. That wasn't counting PUBG. That wasn't counting fucking uh, uh, Rainbow Six. That wasn't counting Call of Duty. That wasn't counting anything else. Just like, why? When I could be doing shit like this, when I could be trying to extend a hand to, to, to rescue the culture, when I could be trying to actually help people and do something meaningful, help myself, like, the fuck? Fucking Rocket League? So I could be a virgin Twitch streamer and have fucking 13-year-old boys worshiping me everywhere? No thanks. Just, just seemed like a big waste. And in hindsight, it was a big waste. Now, I'm not going to say that I've adequately substituted that time with activities that like fully compensate the loss that I endured from giving up video games but I've been working towards it I'm going to continue working towards it until that is the that is the case as far as nightclubs go that might have been even easier to give up than video games as a man who's about to be 31 years old it's like what's the, what's the point I'm going to walk into this building where the music's too loud to fucking have a conversation. I have to pay a ridiculous amount, which I consider anything over 5 or $10 a ridiculous amount, simply to enter the building. Women don't have to pay shit. I have to pay because I'm a man. Like, what if I didn't even come here to get at women? But I got to pay because fucking women are here. I got to pay to walk in the building. Got to listen to too loud music. It's fucking crowded. One drink is like $17 fucking dollars, $20, sometimes more than that. It's fucking stupid to have music that I don't choose blasted at 80, 90, 100 decibels. And then if I'm lucky, I get laid. But if, I, if I'm not lucky, then what the fuck? I just spent my money. I spent $80 and $40 of that was the cover. And I got two drinks and a bottle of water. Ridiculous. Nightclubs, just a dumbass thing for me. Fucking video games, a dumbass thing for me. Like they, they don't, they don't contribute to my development. They don't contribute to my sanity. They don't contribute to my well-being. It's just some, some, some cultural debris that I'm just sifting through. But with my life, with my time, with my energy. Like if you're a young person, you 21, 22. I mean. It's not the worst thing in the world. Go to a nightclub. Check it out. Play a video game here and there. Like, it's something to be had, but just, there's so much better things you could be doing. And the quicker you realize that, the quicker you can, uh, you know, save yourself from, you know, or find better recreational activity, find more fulfilling recreational activities. Nightclubs, video games, fucking stupid. And I'm glad I'm over it. I suffered no withdrawal as a result. Withdrawals as a result. My life is better off. I think yours might be too. Of course, everyone's not going to stop going to nightclubs. Everyone's not going to stop playing video games. But hopefully, they do at some point because it's a waste of time. And the culture needs you right now. With that being said, let's get on to this third base topic. We got a good show, and um, I want to make it fun for you. Here we go.
base topic. Today on Third Base, we're going to talk about language and how, depending on what you say, it could be considered violence. So, on the gender ideology front, when you listen to some of these numbskulls talk about the things other people are saying, which is kind of ironic, when you hear them talk about the things other people are saying, I've heard the point be made that uh, if you uh, misgender someone, and for those of you that don't know somehow what misgendering is, misgendering would be like if you saw a trans man and you decided to call them a she, which is what they biologically are, but not what they present as. If you were to do that, that would be considered misgendering them and To some of them, that's tantamount to an act of violence, which to me, an act of violence would be like stabbing somebody, hitting somebody upside the head with a baseball bat, punching them in the mouth. Things like that are like real acts of violence. So let's just let's just start like this. Never in the history of the world, as long as words and voice and speech have been a thing, has speech, even hate speech, been considered violence. Now, you can say violent things like, bitch, I'm going to fuck you up or I'll run up in your house, kick your ass or, you know, I'll tie you up and throw you in a truck. Like you can say violent things like that. Those are violent things. However, those are called threats. Those are called threats. Threats and actual violence are separate. Violence doesn't require speech. If I go assault somebody right now, I could not say a word while I do it. But if I go up to somebody and threaten them and don't do anything besides threaten them, there's a big difference. So speaking of how language harms people, what does that mean? Like when somebody says language harms them, I think of that old little that 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 uh, that adage. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So, words can can hurt. Like, words can hurt. But you got to look at it like words are a product of, the, of, 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 of mentality. Words start off as thoughts. Thoughts occur in your mind. So, when you're thinking something and you want to project that thought out into the world... You use speech, language to do that. When somebody does it to you, when somebody projects their thoughts, which become words, which hit your ears and go into your mind, someone can say thing, someone can say something that is indeed hurtful. Someone can say something that's mean and inconsiderate. And or or you know, someone can say something that conveys violence or conveys negative emotion or conveys your hatred or your loathsomeness or just you know you can you can communicate thoughts and feelings of negativity and if somebody communicates those to you it can result in negative emotion bad feelings you have your feelings hurt you can become upset however there is no word powerful enough that the word alone, like if you just hear the word, don't deconstruct it, don't process it, don't think about it. There is no word 
powerful enough to damage you physically. There is no word powerful enough to do physical damage. So I think I was watching Steven Crowder. He was sitting down with this one of these hairy legged blue haired chicks or whatever the fuck. And she told him that if he misgenders her, it's an act of violence. I'm like, what the fuck? An act of violence? So these people have it set up to where you say some something that goes against their paradigm, their worldview, it's an act of violence. So uh, what about all the shit you guys say? Because the things you guys are saying are having a much more impactful effect than somebody misgendering you. There are little boys being groomed into being girls from a young age. And um, me, if misgendering you is violence, then I consider that violence. Because that child is going to grow up and the effects of what's been done to them are going to affect society negatively. They may commit suicide. They may propagate this nonsense. They may keep it going. Or they may, you know, it it, it could just come back the way it came out. And I consider that an act of violence. If you're going to consider what we're saying an act of violence. If you consider the truth an act of violence, I consider that nonsense you spewing an act of violence. That's the thing. Shit, it takes two to tango. Shit can always go both ways. Most people don't take their own medicine. You know, most people don't think that there is a way to that they can have their own medicine delivered to them. But it's a way. And furthermore, this isn't medicine. This is poison. This requires an antidote, not a treatment. Language doesn't harm you. It's just some shit you don't like to hear. And shit you don't like to hear because, one, it goes against your ideology. And two, it's the truth. And in America, the truth hurts. People don't, people, people don't like the truth. Truth doesn't sell. You know? Language doesn't harm people. Not physically, anyways. I don't even know what the fuck that means. And I didn't start hearing shit like that until this gender ideology thing hit the front, hit, hit the hit the mainstream, you know. We've been saying harsh things forever, and we're gonna keep doing it because they're saying harsh things, and the only way to counter these harsh things is with harsh truths. In my opinion, language doesn't harm people. The only way to have language is to accept the fact that occasionally you're going to hear some things you don't want to hear, that you're not going to like, that you're going to disagree with. That's the uh, that's the inherent drawback. You can't you can't have it all. With that being said, let's get to the second base topic. Welcome to the second base topic. Um, this isn't 
really a topic as it's more of just a, a, a tribute, me paying homage, me showing my respect and gratitude to a person that kind of influenced me, not 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 totally, but the largest influence to make me want to do a podcast to actually show me that I do care about some of the shit that's happening in our society. And um, I, I owe him, I owe him a debt that I could never repay. So I'm just going to play a brief sample of who this is. And then I'll talk some more because I know you guys love hearing the sound of my voice. Here we go. Are we going to embrace it? Are we going to hide from it? You can't have it both ways. I'm going to play a quick montage of some right of center media figures and podcasters sharing their criticisms. He was just being mean. Well, I was going to say, like, what, what he is saying is actually genuinely, like, really mean. Parts of yeah. it. The whole thing is true. Like, it's not, it's not like it's untrue. I will absolutely say. Yeah, it's mean. Yeah, Matt Walsh is being mean. Major divide on this video is whether or not the language was... A, a little too harsh. Factually, he's not wrong. No. Factually. Yeah. I, I don't, look, if your job is to win hearts and minds, I don't think this is the best way of doing it. You'll notice the connecting thread. They all agree that I'm right, that what I said is factually correct. So they think that it goes too far by saying it out loud. Well, see, this is where we differ. I don't think it's possible to go too far by speaking truth. The truth is the truth. It is what it is. Are we going to defend it or are we going to conceal it? That's right. Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, creator of the documentary, What is a Woman? You know that guy? Yeah. I watched that documentary shortly after it came out this previous summer in 2022. And for me, it was actually very, very eye-opening because I agree with him in terms of the truth. All those people who were also conservative pundits have conservative podcast or whatever or they fall you know they're more leaning to the right or they are right wing they all say he's correct but he's mean and quite frankly <laughs> i think that's that's the best thing about matt walsh like i don't care if he's mean i really don't as a matter of fact i hope he's mean because the truth is what the truth is that what is a woman documentary was like i prior to that I was not really aware of how gender ideology was infecting the country, how people were targeting children, how people were grooming children, and how this had how this had infiltrated our political system and is now everywhere. I mean, I had long since accepted that when you're watching TV or anything like that, that LGBT shit was going to be was getting shoved down your throat. Like, you got to deal with that. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, LGBTQ, they're here. And it's, and it's like, I didn't I didn't necessarily care about that. Like, if they wanted to be on a TV show, it's like, fine, I don't have to watch it if I don't want to see it. If they want to make gay superheroes, I didn't watch superhero movies anyway. Like, I don't I don't care. But to fucking to 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 see how it's gone much farther than that. It's gone much farther than being just represented in the media and been represent represented in the culture. Now they're trying to take over the culture and they're also trying to tell you that you can't just like it. You can't just accept it. 
you have to embrace it. And that's a problem. And I think Matt Walsh was, if not the first, one of the first people to address it and bring the most attention to it. When I first started watching Matt Walsh, he had like 1.5, 1.6, something like one point something above 5 million subscribers. He's now currently, as of this as of this podcast, he's currently at like 2.1, 2.15 million. So people are hearing Matt Walsh. His word is getting out. And I don't think his word could get out in his in his 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 realm of influence, his group of followers could not continue to grow if he wasn't saying something that people wanted to hear. If he wasn't saying something that was true. Now, I don't I don't disagree with those guys. He is mean. When I hear it sometimes, I'm like, whoa, when I hear what he says. But like being mean is it, it, it exists for a reason. The only people who don't like being mean are fucking snowflakes. Being mean exists because it does have a purpose. What are you, what are you supposed to do? Be nice to everybody all the time? Like, just like Matt Walsh says, like you realize those left wingers are not. They have they been nice when they when they push this shit onto you? Are they nice about it? When they claim you got to be diversive and inclusive, when they cancel you for speaking your mind because it doesn't align with the horseshit narrative that they're trying to shove down our throats. They're not nice. Being nice doesn't win you. Being nice doesn't win you to battle always. There's a cliche that exists that says nice guys finish last. And when I think of nice guys finish last. I'm like, if I'm if I'm last place, then like, what difference does it make if I finish? If everybody else finishes before me, I'm finished. So what the fuck is finishing last? If it's 10 people in a race and the ninth place person finishes, I'm done. My 10th place result doesn't really fucking matter. So why do I want to be the 10th place result? I don't. I don't, and I'm not going to be. Matt Walsh is a voice... That America needs is not always the nicest voice. I don't always agree with everything Matt Walsh says, but I agree with his delivery. I agree with the way he sets things up, and I'm gonna keep watching him. I'm gonna keep supporting him. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna recommend that anybody who listens to me listen to Matt Walsh. Anybody who doesn't, who who, who questions their political stance, who questions their morality stance or their beliefs and whatnot. Listen to Matt Walsh. If you want to rescue your children, if you want to rescue yourself from this this nonsense that's being shoved down our throats, if you want a light at the end of the tunnel, some actual clarity, something that 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 can make you feel good for doing it, Matt Walsh is the guy. A couple other things Matt Walsh has done. I hadn't I hadn't even heard of Vanderbilt Hospital. I hadn't even heard of it. But he exposed the fact that Vanderbilt Hospital, Vanderbilt Hospital was performing gender affirming surgery on minors. Gender affirming surgery is things like, you know, mastectomies, double mastectomies for fucking teenagers, chopping their breasts off, uh, 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 sex, sex change operations and shit like that on minors. By minors, we mean people under the age of 18. He brought it to the light, and then like a week later, they suspended their gender-affirming surgeries. 
Then later, I think it was like a month or so after that, he held a rally. And then in the state of Tennessee, those gender affirming surgeries are actually not illegal in that state. So you can say Matt Walsh spearheaded the movement to save children. Like, how is that not admirable? Tell me how that's not admirable. Tell me how that isn't the kind of behavior of somebody that you want to support, somebody that you want to uplift, somebody that deserves recognition and gratitude. That could have been your child. Could have been anybody else's child. Could have been my future child. It's fucking crazy. And we need more people speaking out about this shit. We need more states, if not the entire country, to ban that kind of shit against minors. It's a problem. But as long as Matt Walsh is against the problem, guess what? Chico Demanuel is against the problem. Because he's absolutely right. This is nonsense. The ideology has gone too far. This is negatively affecting people. Even if, it, even if it's helping somebody somewhere, great. But this is not a doctrine that needs to be spread amongst everyone everywhere. This is not a doctrine that we need to shout from the highest mountaintops. Okay? This should be a fringe doctrine at best. It should be something that is not under wraps, but denied amongst the mainstream. Matt Walsh is a national treasure. I have the utmost respect for Matt Walsh. And I think you should too. Now, let's get on to the first place topic. All right, guys, we're finally here. The moment I think you've all been waiting for. If you've made it this far, give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a tug on your bug. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, I just want to remind you, it takes courage to get this far. It's not easy. Uh, I didn't make it easy on purpose. So you should thank me for that. If you don't thank me for that, I'll thank me for that. So um, this topic is pretty, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of transparency. You put it like that. Seeing all the gender ideology nonsense going on and it's something that, Something I kind of care about specifically in the grand scheme of all this nonsense that's going on because uh, I guess by definition, I'm in the LGBTQ community, even though I don't know what the fuck that is really like. No one ever, I never talked to any fucking community leaders. I never went to any city council meetings, any shit like that for this, but you know, it is what it is. But I think I'm in that. Well, no, I don't think I, I'm in that by definition. But uh, from when I first remember this thing getting traction and I wasn't a part of that or, or some people say I was and didn't know it or whatever. But back and like I would say, like, you know, mid 2010s, you know, it was like I swear it was it felt like more of a more of a peaceful thing. It was just like people wanted to live their lives and people wanted to be represented. It seemed like a real pure movement. You know, of course, some people was against it for one reason or another, religion or just personal belief. But I feel like that was the time when it was the most, you know, it wasn't all about this 
wasn't so much radicalism. Like, I swear, at first, they just wanted to be acknowledged. Now they have to be accepted, and you have to validate them, you know? So it's just crazy, because I fundamentally disagree with gender ideology. It's, it cannot, it's, it's completely untenable. It, it doesn't make sense. And I cannot get enough of seeing people get caught in their logic traps and they overlook the importance of balance with everything and that sexuality isn't the most important thing like to, it isn't the most important attribute that you need to put on display at all times. It has to consume your identity and become an all or nothing type situation in terms of who you are and where you stand. So, with that being said, I'm a cross-dresser. I routinely, regularly dress up women's clothes, put on makeup, wear wigs. I go out in public this way. Doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe at a point in time, I had mixed emotions about it. But now when I'm walking around and I see somebody make extended eye contact and I can just see the disgust or see what I sense to be the disgust in their face, oh, I take a very, very dark pleasure in it. It's like I could not give the slightest fuck that they are put off by my appearance. Because, like, they don't give the slightest fuck if I'm put off by theirs, first of all. You know, so... I wanted to talk about some of the pros, some of the cons, some of the things I experienced and give an accurate overview of my stance and like, you know, a little detail in how I feel about this shit. So I guess it was, let's start with the pros, you know, when I start with the pros, the good things, the things that don't necessarily lend itself to any feelings of regret, you know. That's one thing is it, it boosts my confidence. Like, I'm not saying I'm confident, highly confident in all the areas or as confident as I need to be in all areas, but confidence absolutely skyrocketed. Like, I think my type of confidence or the way I view confidence is not something that, that I talk about. We're not, we're not talking about confidence here. We're just being confident. I like my confidence to be conveyed in my behavior. And like, it takes a lot of confidence to, especially nowadays, to go out in public, and go shopping or go to the bar, have a drink, shoot some pool, just do the things I like to do and not succumb to the, to opposition of any kind. Confidence is going through the roof. Another pro is I tend to take care of myself a little better, at least my personal appearance. Like, and I don't feel like that it had to happen, you know, by me just dressing up. But like, that's one of the qualities of a woman. Like, one, I'm clean shaven. Like, I'm putting lotion on. Like, I'm smelling good. Like, brushing my teeth. And like, you know, I'm trying to look my best because, quite frankly, I've gotten more attention feminine than I have masculine. You might think I'm lying or you might think I'm exaggerating, but like it is that is not the case whatsoever. 
I've got more attention as femme than I've ever got as a man, as masculine, you know. And to sit here and act like that didn't have some type of effect on me for a period of time would be absolute ludicrous. It would be a lie, you know. It helped with the confidence, and it also was detrimental in some ways, but we'll talk about that when we get to the cons. One of the other pros is like it kind of gave me some insight into women that I don't think I would have gotten any other way considering my upbringing and the things that I went through in my lifetime. It's like the ability to size somebody up, like that social dynamic and just definitely the social dynamic is, is just, it's just heightened. Now I'm, I'm pushing my thirties now. So that's about the time I would say it would take a man to really kind of own those skills and like get them up to par. But yet and still, I feel like they've greatly improved at a rate quicker. Like I probably would be like 35 before I got this shit without the things I know and the thing, you know, being on both sides of the coin. Like it gives me a unique perspective. I feel like, you know, especially not identifying as a trans woman. Like I've asked myself the questions. I have no desire to be a woman. That's not going to happen. Looking like one and being one, two different things in my opinion. I'm a cross-dresser because I still live my life as a man. And I have no choice. Like, I'm a biological man. Like, how the fuck am I going to live my life as anything else? I don't need anyone to affirm that. that. That's written in stone. So, yeah, there's that. Another pro is... What's another pro? What's another, what's another good thing? Like, you know, I think, like, the the friends that I have... As a result, the friends who have seen me like this and know how I am and are open with me, like the people in my circle, I feel like are much, much tighter. Like if my friends can tolerate the kind of shit they're seeing me through or at least the people I associate with enough to, you know, represent as friends. Like they can handle me and it's like I I know you, you got to be a real one for the most part. Like not to say I've never been betrayed or played, but, you know, motherfuckers that putting up with me. Not even putting up with me. If a motherfucker can accept the shit I be on, something there, man. Something there. Like, I feel like the people that I fuck with are the best possible people to fuck with out of all the people that I've encountered, you know, which has mostly been in Las Vegas, Nevada. So we'll just say in Las Vegas. There's a lot of sketchy motherfuckers out here. I could probably stretch out another two minutes or so about the pros, but... I'm uh, talk about some of the cons now, like how this how this was not beneficial, I would say, overall, how it wasn't how I thought it'd be. One of the cons is, like, I now see how men are pigs. Like, <laughs> when people say niggas ain't shit, that phrase hits a lot different than it ever did. Because I know what it's like to be an ain't shit nigga. But... I, I like I, I understand the apprehension that some women have in terms of like dating and just meeting guys because these fuckers are just they're wicked, man. They are something else. Like I see the way some of these motherfuckers are, and I'm like, holy shit, am I like that? And not like I'm on some some old simp ass shit. Like I'm over here playing sleepover in dollhouse with chicks and shit, but it's just like I'm not. Uh uh-uh. uh, no. 
not me. But you know, it's just it's another con I could think of. Hmm. Another con is just like friends and family, and they're expressing their approvals and disapprovals. Like coming out, I just kind of slapped that shit up on Facebook, <laughs> and that was that. And I pretty much drew a very distinct line in the sand and concluded that anybody who wasn't my friend by default was my enemy. There's a buddy of mine I had for fucking two decades and we just stopped talking, just ceased contact, never discussed anything. That was just that. Maybe sometime in the future, I'll elaborate into the nature of that relationship, but like just due to the subject nature and things we talked about, I was like, at this point, there's just no fucking way. You know, it, it ain't gonna happen. Parents express a degree of disapproval. Comments from, you know, people that who I worked with, no Facebook friends that just was asking me, was I mentally ill and all this shit? Just, it's like, eh, it sucked, but I kind of shook it off because I'm, when I say I don't give a fuck what people think, I'm not just blabbing, like I really don't. <laughs> like, you know, but it's going to cause a rift in your social circle and you're going to start to attract people that that's different and it's going to be, it's going to take some getting used to, you know? So that's definitely, I would consider that a con. It could be a pro, but I would say mostly a con because you're going to send the rift through your entire circle. Another con is like the way people are going to judge you, like, you know, there is the likelihood that you will be treated differently. Although anybody who's had anything egregiously offensive to say to me has never, ever done it in a, in a fashion which is like in my face. Like people have rolled by, called me faggots and moving vehicles and like pointed at me and laughed and shit. And it's like, I don't know if that's supposed to make me feel bad or anything, but it's like if you took the time out of your day to acknowledge me in a moving vehicle and like try to berate me, I feel like the the joke is on you. Like, you already hold yourself. Like, how the fuck? Like, I don't know you. Don't care about you. Don't value your existence any. But I've, I've gotten in your head far enough to where you think, you think that to whatever degree is necessary, you need to hurl, hurl an insult at me or try to belittle me or denigrate me. Like, like the fuck? First of all, it doesn't work. Like, I, I will just lean into it because I'm not here by accident. And second of all, it's just pathetic, dude. Like, you don't have anything better to do. Like, you're going to take your eyes off the road and fucking rear end somebody just to just to call me names. It's ridiculous. Um, Another con is, it's, uh, I would say, finding out how this culture can be, like, firsthand. Like, it's, I don't know, especially out in Las Vegas. Like, it's... I feel like it's a wide range of just so many genders, so many different types of people in search of a different type of thing. Like you got from the, the most common average everyday male, trans, whatever. And then you get to like the most, the most esoteric, like non-binary Christian conservative flapper spinster. Like it's just like, it's like everything is so broad and so specific at the same time. And it's like, you get high as a spectrum, but like the culture is just so, it's a shallowness to the culture. It's like, if you're looking for something like 
serious, like you're gonna be fucking. You either you gonna have to strike lightning or you're gonna be rolling the dice a long fucking time. Like a lot of people just, it's a lot of hookup culture. Not to say that it's not hookup culture in a non-LGBTQ sense, but like the the nature of it is not fulfilling. Like it kind of just leaves you feeling kind of used and just kind of empty and like. I'm not acting like I'm impervious to those feelings, but like I understand the fundamental aspect of it, like why it's there. Like I'm I'm not I know I feel this way because I just lowered my standards and degraded myself, you know, for a cheap thrill, you know. But I went for the cheap thrill because it was better than no thrill. I had already reconciled that with myself, so it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna beat myself up about it too much, but it is like it does just get kind of fucking old. Starting from square one over and over and over again, just all these empty, hollow, fucking meaningless interactions with people. Some of them you enjoy and will want again and can't get. And then some of them you won't enjoy and will be available to you often. It can be fucking very frustrating and it could just like make you really evaluate what the fuck you're doing sometimes, you know? This this shit is not like a, a a absolute symmetrical flip from heterosexuality, at least in terms of me. Like it's just it's a different type of satisfaction from that shit, but it's simply from the from the lack of commitment that I would be that I would be kind of innately pressured to provide a woman if I was to go in that direction. Like, I know I'm not really, I'm still in my selfish mode, you know, be 31 soon. Like, I'm trying to finish up the me part. So if there's going to be some children, I can be set up for, I can be prepared, I can give them the best chance at life. And I can actually, like, raise, it won't be a traditional family, but it will have traditional values, you know, and... It'd be like a kind of updated traditional values that makes sense and is not this woke bullshit. Like, ain't no wokeness in my household. Like, I'm over that shit. I don't do the woke brigade bullshit. So, you know, that's just kind of a, a list off the top of my head. I'll probably touch back on this later. Like, but, you know, I feel like it's a lot of material to come from this. So I'm not going to cheese it all right here. But, you know. Overall, like, I enjoy what I do. Like, if somebody thinks something of me, like, it never gets really factored into decisions that are an expression of my recreation or my, you know, my creativeness. I don't, I'm, I'm very, very high self-esteem in the sense that I don't allow people's words to define me if they're not near the truth. Like, if you're not really saying something from a place of help and saying something that's, like, even closely, remotely genuine, and it just doesn't bother me. Like, you know, people get under my skin sometimes, but I've kind of developed a real stoic attitude towards life. It's just like all those feelings and shit are just the numbers before the bottom line. Like, and the bottom line is the most important. Without the bottom line, you don't, you're not like what the bottom line tells us where we are. And I try to boil it down to looking at it like that. Like, I understand this is probably going to cost me some things. It's going to, you know, it's going to catch up with me. People going to want to talk about it. So I figure, why the fuck should I be trying to hide it and then wait to get uncovered? And then it comes out like a scandal. Like, that's too entertaining for people. Like, fuck that. Like, nah, I'll just 
water it down and tell it like how I want to tell it and make sure nobody can fuck this story up, you know? Nobody can ruin this. But I think in terms of my relationships with people, my emotional intelligence is fucking astronomical. Like, it's, it's incredible. Like, not even to brag, but I made myself sometimes how I can just, like, dissect the situation in slow motion. And sometimes I overthink it, but it's like, Mind be hitting on all cylinders, man. Like I, I feel like Spider Man when he just get his spidey see shit in slow motion. Like I can just like watch a whole room full of emotions unfold and keep track of everything and be able to relate with everybody without over relating with everybody and like being very objective. Like it's like I don't think very many people could like are like align how I'm aligned because it's just got me in a real blunt, straight up. It is what it is mentality. Like, I think overall there's much more. I got a lot more out of it than I ever expected to. And I don't regret that, you know. How long will I do it? And all those type of questions. Like, I just, I don't put a lot of eggs in those baskets. Like, I just try to take this thing a day at a time. Like, it is what it is. I'm living my life. Like, I'm in my 30s. Like, I wasted, I don't want to say wasted, but I, I gallivanted through a, a, a large and significant portion of my 20s. And with each decade, we only getting older, getting closer to death and don't have time to continue to repeat the same idiotic mistakes. Therefore, it's in my best interest to try to like at least make this, make this decade memorable, do something significant and try to undo some of the fucking mistakes that I made that I'm aware of and fully continue to commit to my 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 journey on just being a better me, being the best me I could possibly be. If that include cross dressing, it include cross dressing. Like, you know, it's not really a thing for me to to, to talk about it because I'm not embarrassed by it. Like and I can answer questions and somebody can fucking give me a ribbon and I can laugh it off like I'm not a fucking puss. <laughs> so overall, as far as I can see, you know, I would say I align more with the positive impact that it's had on me. You know, it has, it, it has and is going to cost me things, but I'm not, I'm not fronting. I'm not, I'm not fronting. This is, this is what it is. Like anybody who ain't with the shits can just step aside. Like, I ain't finna force nobody to like me one way or the other. Like I'm here to tell it how it is and keep it real. And if, if a nigga can't vibe with that, I'm not the one with a problem. And I can break that shit down systematically and deconstruct it to the fucking meta and like <laughs> and make you feel like you just took a couple squares of acid, like for real. You know? And I'm trying to they say be the change you want to see in the world, you know, the cross dressing thing we, that can be discussed, but definitely the intellect, definitely the language capabilities, definitely the critical thinking and deconstructing of critical concepts and everything, like that's that can't go anywhere. That can't go anywhere, ever. This is why I know I'll never really be, like, a great woman. But nobody can stop me from putting these fucking clothes on. I'm not going around children trying to indoctrinate and inculcate people. Like, no. I'm an adult. I do what I do. And kids don't. No, I'm not. No, I, this, I see what's happening. And I'd be goddamned if I want to contribute to that, especially parading with a label that that is directly linked to that type of shit like
No. So I feel like I walk a really unique path and perhaps I could have a viewpoint or I could have a, a story or, you know, my mind can open the door to other people's minds and we can extend the form and, and keep the conversation going. And maybe I can do something impactful at worst, you know. So with that being said, I want to extend my greatest thank you to everybody that made it all the way through. You know, it wasn't, you know. My ideas weren't so tightly wrapped, but, you know, like I said, we don't need to spill all the beans in one shoot. I just want to thank y'all for making it this far. Thank you for listening to everything I do and uh, going with me as I try to turn this into something legit. I know it's a, it's a, it's a journey and trying to juggle it with my life is, you know, <laughs> proven to be ch uh, a worthy challenge, but it's a challenge I'm committed to, not just for me, but for anybody who's listening and anybody who gets something from this. So I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. Until next time, I'll holler at you.